0: hey everyone welcome back to facially conscious with myself trina renee aesthetician, dr vicky rapaport dermatologist rebecca gadberry the cosmetic ingredient guru and our fabulous overly educated consumer julie falls we are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Hello. Good morning, ladies. How are you today?
1: <laughs> Good morning. Good
2: Hello. morning.
1: Hi, this is Rebecca. Good morning. Well, or afternoon or evening. For us <laughs> right whenever now, it's, it's afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> yes,
0: it's a Saturday afternoon in August. You'll be listening to this in probably January or February. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited. My name is Trina. I'm an esthetician and we are going to talk about a subject today that is a big one for everyone uh, that I come into contact with. Um, It's called the neck. So there are so many ideas about the neck out there and, and everybody feels like nothing works. So what in the world can we do about this neck situation? Because I feel like it's the first thing to go. And it's starting to go younger and younger and it's horrifying. So it's like the thing that ages us the most and you can't hide it. I mean we can't walk around in turtlenecks every day, right?
2: Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I would say it's horrifying. But it is horrifying. I'd, you know, I'd say it's uh it's, it's a thing.
0: Well techneck is getting worse and worse, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what is techneck? You know, technology of looking down at your devices, ah, causing deck. lines across your neck. Um, but Tech Neck has
3: posterior and anterior Posture and issues, issues yeah, right? Because exactly. Tech Neck, officially, like, you know, very bad for the cervical spine. So it's pulling on the back of the neck. But cosmetically... oh, my daughter's been complaining about her neck pain for since she was seven. Really? Yeah. Yes. Do you think, think that's kids from
2: tech are, neck? heads are always down? Yeah, looking like she's at their like phone. always
0: like sore because she's looking down at the computer and COVID mm-hmm. and like having the the iPads and the phones and they're just like constantly good and then when their neck comes up they're like oh my god my oh, neck yes. hurts. Well, yes. I,
3: my my daughter who's seventeen has a friend whose dad is a chiropractor and they make apparently they make fun of this father because the father walks around the house like this. Yeah, <laughs> with like his what? phone held with up his against phone his at eye, eye level <laughs> because that's what you level. should do. He yeah, doesn't. My chiropractor right. has
2: yeah. big signs. Yeah, asking people. And, and I mean, you... I
0: even try and do that. I like. No, I try to literally my... hold it up. Yep. Right. And this, it yeah. muscle, looks really weird, but it's really muscles. good for you. It also looks like you're old because you can't see your phone or something because you're holding it up here.
1: Another reason to lift weights for your arms.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that is lifting a weight. Don't you're holding phone. your phone up over and over. It's a weight.
1: For those of you who can't see, she's uh, Trita is lifting your phone up and down and up and down and up. Like and a down. weight. Like a weight. Yeah, <laughs> The weight of the world in the
0: phone. Yeah. I have the weight of the world in my hand. Yes. Um. Anyway, so um, I don't even know where to start with this next situation. Like, um,
1: I feel like where do we start? Like, well, who start with a few statistics? Okay, like, tech is causing younger and younger people to have issues with their neck skin. Like the you were calling them wrinkles. They're bands that run across our necks and. If you are larger, if you have some uh, fat in that area, you're going to start getting kind of little bubbles of, or um, pillowing, if you will, between those bands. And Is that from sweat? It can be, you know, you can sweat there. You can, uh, when you look down, you're forming those bands. And then you've got the bands that run the other way. So the, the bands I'm talking about run horizontal. And then there's the bands, are they the Langer bands? The platysmal bands you're talking the about? The platysmal bands mm-hmm. that run from the chin and the jaw down to the collarbone. These? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Vicky that's is now pretty demonstrating Vicky. by tightening her neck up with from her jaw.
3: But isn't that just bands that we naturally have? Yeah. Yeah, But when we lose, so we lose fat. So a couple of things happen as we age in our neck. Mm -hmm. We lose fat, unfortunately. So young girls with like the perfect neck is because they have the most beautiful amount of evenly distributed fat Mm. and their skin hasn't fallen. So there's there's no looseness. I say girls, boys, girls, everybody who's Mm -hmm. young. Uh, Their skin hasn't loosened. The loss of elasticity hasn't happened. The... The uh, turkey neck hasn't happened, which is basically a combination of both that loose that looseness and then the, the fat, which falls, isn't so tight up on the, you know, on the muscles anymore. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it pooches out underneath your chin. The turkey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so you get the horizontal bands, which is just sort of like a, a smushed skin in a sense. And then you get the <laughs> platysmal bands, which are more like the vertical bands that, you know, show when you when you move the, the platysmal muscle, which is the muscle over you the neck. You can
1: see it like when the rock is, you know, straining to lift something, and you can see those platysmal bands in his neck. Mm-hmm. And
3: bulging so, veins. Yeah. And because then with age, veins the are... whole
2: thing can get crepey. It's a whole, yeah. it's a whole right. situation. And that's a more
3: superficial change where the skin is, has been so sun damaged and there's zero elasticity and they get creepy or they get like little um, sort of white little tiny balls, which is basically solar elastosis, which is like collagen that doesn't even work anymore. <gasps> it's so sad. So, so sad. like
0: people can have this like perfect beautiful face that they've been working on uh keeping beautiful with products and a little bit of botox fillers um, lasers, lasers and this and that and then they have this neck that just shows her age and yeah. it's really hard to do th- things too like um there's not a lot of results uh i work on you know, so many clients um, every day who are dealing with this neck situation and then the creams don't work and the lasers don't work and the this doesn't work. And there's so many things and it's like they end up, you know, getting a little lower facelift or something. So mm-hmm. um, well, with just, our
2: last, sorry to interrupt you, with yeah. our last episode, we talked about fillers. Mm-hmm. Are there fillers that can address any of these issues with the neck,
3: Dr. Vicki? Yes. Yeah, so if people come in with the neck issue saying, help me with my neck, do a consult, right? Try and figure out what is it. Is it looseness? Is it loss of volume? Is it too much volume? Too much fat? Um, if it's just the horizontal bands that you're that you're asking me about f- for filler, yes, you could put filler in those little tiny horizontal bands. And there's actually a new filler called Redensity, which is RHA one. Tiny, 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 tiny um, lines can be improved with with hyaluronic acid. So some of them are deep and require something like Juvederm Restylane. And if the little horizontal bands are really superficial, you can inject super, more superficially hyaluronic acid. Can you do sculpture in there? Yeah, you can do sculpture in there. Radies- radius is a little too thick. I know people do Botox in their neck too. Right? Well, so Botox is for the platysmal bands, so the bands that go sort of diagonally or or vertically. Yes, you inject their their cords. You hold onto the cord, inject Botox. Inject Botox softens and flattens the neck beautifully. So, So, so the consult um, in, involves ex- trying to figure out what's wrong with them. Do they just need filler? Do they need Botox because it's the bands? Do they need a resurfacing laser like Morpheus because it's the crepey skin, do they need threads cuz it's just loose and they just need to really pull it back and they don't want surgery? Do they need surgery cuz threads wouldn't do anything or do they need liposuction? So there's so many possibilities to to improve the neck aging. So again, it just has to be something that you really have somebody look and find out what is the problem, what what bothers you and what can be, you know, at, given to improve it.
1: Now, isn't there a special treatment. I know when I go to my derm, I see posters of it for uh is it jowls or turkey neck or I'm trying Kybella? Yeah.
3: Oh yes, Kybella. We have to talk about Kybella. So that's for the fat, so the pre-platismal fat. Uh-huh. Preplatysmal fat meaning fat between the skin and the platysmal muscle, not under the plati- or not under the platysmal muscle because it just wouldn't work. Can mm-hmm. you explain have... what the platysmal muscle is? The platys is your neck muscle, okay. so it's not the sternocleidomastoid that helps you turn your neck. Mm-hmm. It's the muscle that's that the allows one that's you to on do the side. This. That, that allows you to squeeze your face. I yeah, squeeze bring your, your neck, neck up. Do you really need the platysmal muscle? Yeah. <laughs> I, you you do, but you, but you the sternocleidomastoid for sure. You Probably need. to chew. Um, yeah, it's used for to chew a little bit. It's, yeah, it's like the cow. <laughs> The, the, the cow muscle that you, when you're chewing like a cow, people say, don't you like that? Yes, you're using your platysmal muscle. <laughs> um, but the, so the Kybella is used to basically dissolve the fat, the mm-hmm. pre-platysmal fat, which is really best on people who just barely have mm-hmm. um that problem if people have a really really large amount of fat they need liposuction. Kybella really isn't going to be the, the You're answer.
0: talking about when it kind of turkey necks down like it starts se- starts separating from your jaw and dropping.
3: It's more Kybella is more for like the double chin. Uh, so the extra little bulge oh, like under this? the chin, <laughs> that's fat and not yes. loose skin because it doesn't really tighten loose skin. So you can do Kybella and then follow it up with like a tightening laser. And what does Kybella do? It dissolves the fat. It just dissolves yeah. fat, and it's and a
1: surface it's treatment, right? Uh,
0: it's an injection. It's an mm-hmm.
1: injection. Yeah. Okay, got it.
0: Mm-hmm. And the injection—you have to do it
3: a few times. You don't just do it once, three times. And it's three times. And yes. how much does but that cost? Thirty-six hundred usually, because it's about twelve hundred per per session. And so, and it takes—it's three three injections every. Uh, you do it every four to six weeks, mm-hmm. and it does work really beautifully. And that fat doesn't usually come back unless people gain. Weight again. I mean, and you know, you're aging, of course, over time, but that can be, you know, quote unquote, semi semi permanent. It can last years, five to 10 years, if people maintain their weight. Mm. So, if you're getting
1: injections into the bands, into the deeper wrinkles, deeper set wrinkles, is it possible for what you inject to travel? Should we keep our necks kind of still for a while? So or? if
3: you're injecting hyaluronic acid, it does not travel. Okay. Um, and also or, you're injecting it, it so superficially. Right? It doesn't lump usually. I mean, it okay. can, but it usually that will... That will Reapproximate itself and dissolve or re- incorporate itself into your own hyaluronic acid. But you're injecting such little tiny droplets okay. that it usually does it, it's. And choosing the right filler, right, something really nice and smooth that mm-hmm. does move with your body. And when you inject Botox, of course, that definitely doesn't dissolve. It just goes right into the muscle and stays there. Okay. Or it doesn't move. Travel. Yeah. travel. yeah, it doesn't travel. There's
2: also a new um, procedure called profound which I know the Dr. Tolly is doing. It's a, it's a laser. It's a lot more invasive. He likes to do it along with facelifts, but... We're what,
1: having him on, aren't we, pretty soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm okay. looking at before and afters with Profound, and a lot of these women look like they had their necks lifted, but it it's definitely, it's a lot more invasive and a lot more downtime, but... Supposed to be good. What do you know about that? I mean, Dr. I don't know
3: a lot about that particular laser. Although all those lasers that tighten do help, depending on the person, twenty to eighty percent improvement. So, Ultherapy was the, or I should say, Thermage was the first one that came out. That's very, still very effective, but it's painful. Ultherapy, which is the ultrasound therapy for the for neck, this is for neck tightening, um, is also very effective. Um, and then Morpheus, which is Radiofrequency frequency of microneedling, effective, profound. There's there are a lot of options out there laser wise to tighten the skin. Is it as good as threads? It is as good is it as good as surgery? No. Not always. I have spoken to many doctors who said that they were never really thrilled
2: with all therapy. But I've heard people really very happy with the profound. It's, it's like kind of a new generation. Yes. The lasers yep. get better.
3: Yeah better.
0: I mean, I've had many clients who've gotten thermogenal therapy who, like, the results weren't enough to, f- to see um, over time. It didn't make that big of a difference for the price point and the pain yeah, yeah. that they went through. So they, like, wouldn't do it again, you know. It's just takes right. too long for the skin to tighten for them to see that it did much and then by that time they've aged more and it's like and that, they need something yeah, else I had point. a patient
3: that did um, therapy, and her results were like a facelift
2: I but mean, she f- must
3: have had tighter skin she she must have been a better candidate I didn't do yeah. the old therapy on her I sent her out for that but I was so impressed and of course after that I started sending everybody to old therapy. and uh-huh. you know, some people are great candidates and some people aren't Yeah, but I was incredibly impressed and so was she she would have done it again you know Yeah. It lasted for her almost three years, actually.
1: So, what about neck lifts that a plastic surgeon would do?
3: Those will certainly be the ultimate, right? They're the ultimate. Right. Well, which is what we're going to have. I don't, you know, I've never actually even watched a neck lift, but I know that, you know, the patients who end up saying, you know, Botox was great, the filler was fine, the lasers helped a little bit, but I'm ready. I can't stand my profile anymore. I can't stand it. So, of course, then that's that, you know, the big decision that you make. And I think that they do look great, but I would say a, a large percentage of people who do, do neck lifts, they're never 100% satisfied. Because I think they're really expecting to look like they were when they were 20. So yeah. I think going into the surgeries, you also have to be really well consulted that it's going to be much improved, but it's not going to be perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. I think and what, what a lot of plastic surgeons will tell you, they don't do neck lifts. They do a lower facelift. That's what it's called. Uh, you yes. know, yeah. You you just doing your neck is not going to address. You have to address the jowls. You have to the lax laxity, mm-hmm. laxity, laxity in the, the lower the whole thing. So, I know I've had consultations with plastic surgeons. That said I don't do neck lifts, and if a doctor tells you they do, leave. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting.
3: Or they're saying, you know, I do, I'll do your neck lift, but they're, they're, they're they saying mean lower this is face. part of it. Yeah. Lower face is part exactly. of it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But right. I'm
2: saying just, yeah. people just say, I just want my neck done, and it's kind of not really.
0: How much is a lower facelift these days? Does anyone know? Well, if
2: you're in New York or Los Angeles, you're probably looking at, you know, depending upon the doctor, anywhere from forty dollars to $100,000. But if you're in different, not in, not in New York and not in L.A., it's going to be a lot less.
1: I think practicing self-acceptance in the way you are <laughs> might be a, sure, a healthy way to go.
0: <laughs> sure, if you don't too. live in New York or L.A.
2: <laughs> well, you know, true. we were, talking, Hills. We were yeah. talking about this earlier when we were talking about the fillers, Rebecca. And I, I do think that someone who has taken really, really good care of their skin for years and then suddenly just... You know, has a genetic, a jowl, a double mm-hmm. chin, or mm-hmm. something. And they're, you know, they feel like, hey, this could take 10, 20 years off with, and and, and I'll still look like myself and I won't look freaky. And then mm-hmm. I, I advocate for that. I think, I mean, you if know, you have the money. I guess, yeah. Or sure. if you
0: don't, I guess you could go to the middle of the country or another country and get it less expensive.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this show is about us telling people. Oh, you have to go and do things to yourself. No, it isn't. That's not what we're here for. And I think that everybody has their own version of growing older gracefully. And I I applaud that. But I also applaud somebody saying, hey, I want to do a little something. And that's what we're here to provide the education and how, how to make wise choices, education. And And know your options
0: and pricing and how long it lasts and if it's worth it. Because most people out there don't um, have experience or, um, you know, uh, they don't know doctors, they don't know where to go, they don't, they have one doctor in their town who does it or... They're, you know, they don't know how to get this information. So they go to see a doctor and the doctor is like, this is what you should do. And they've never heard of anything they're talking about. And they're like, should I? Do I trust this person? Like, am I going to look crazy? Is this worth the money? And so that's the purpose of this show is just so people can get the information. We're here to spread the information of your options and their costs. and, um,
3: And so you can make better choices. And just you know. to touch on the cost thing, I I have some incredible colleagues in Beverly Hills. It's not 40,000. I think if they're just doing lower face, I've seen it as low as like 15,000. And they do a great job. and they're not schlock operators. That's so great. I had a patient. Who, I don't know those doctors. so they're, yeah. they're great. Um, you know they like to combine it with other things too, like face and and lower face. So like that might be 30. Mm. but yes, it can, the the prices can definitely range, and if you go to a different country, uh, it can be much less expensive. Not not advocating or not advocating for that. I just don't know any of those doctors. I don't know those procedures. I don't know their laws. I don't know their, you know, complication, you know, cases. So that would be a little scary for me to to advocate for.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely know people who do that. I mean, I don't know the doctors. I know people who go out of the country. Uh, There are certain places that they're known for certain body parts, that surgeries, that they go and do that for. But, I mean, it is risky unless you really know somebody who's done it and they know the doctor. Like, I wouldn't just, like, venture down to another country. It's scary.
1: Well, like Julie was saying, you know, if you've taken good care of yourself and then suddenly it starts in, the genetics starts in. And I I don't know about you, but I've noticed that – Necks age the way your parents' neck age, the one that you look the most like. So when I was a little girl, I think I was eight years old, and I looked at my grandmother, my aunt, and my mother, and they all had jowls, and I thought, I'm going to have gels when I grow up. And I do have gels when
3: <laughs> So the up. cosmetic chemist in the making was already looking at her grandparents at seven <laughs> saying, I'm gonna really going to look like that. No, no, yeah. I'm going to that <laughs> retinol. So do you want to tell us about some products that they can at least well, consider trying? Well, yeah, that's trying? kind of
1: where I was leading to is... The younger you start, especially on the neck, the less likely you are to need these treatments, especially earlier in life. And I know we were talking before we sat down and started today about people who are getting procedures, neck procedures, are going younger and younger and younger. And it's predominantly because of the looking down at the computer, or your phone, or your iPad, or whatever it is that you're using, the the tech neck issue. So there's some interesting products that you can use. And before I start talking about interesting products, I want to talk a little bit about the type of cream, not a lotion, because lotions don't do as well on the neck. Most of the products that are out there are creams. But I've noticed that when I'm coming up with a new formula for a cream, I need to stay away from creams that are sticky because you look down and then your skin sticks together when you look up. And <laughs> That's it, the
2: worst feeling. Rebecca, it's so interesting. I ordered uh, a neck gel, I guess. At, at, uh-huh. It's kind of a, a well known company. It's not SKM, but it's something Skin Medic or something like that. Uh-huh. It's a gel. And I broke out from it. You did? Yeah. Interesting. And did I'm it have fragrance? I don't think so. It's like really widely, you Was know, Skin recommended. SkinMedica? Love Skin Medica. Are you sure? I'm going to look at okay. the Did DNA. it have
1: peptides in it?
2: I don't know. I'll, I'm going to look okay. at all of these things. But it, are gels sometimes, can well, you, gels people can be allergic? Gels penetrate
1: more easily.
2: But can you be allergic to?
1: Well, here's a little thing we haven't talked about yet but there's a there's a preservative called phenoxyethanol and phenoxyethanol in a gel can cause some people to break out or form a rash interesting so if it's a gel and it has phenoxyethanol that's p-h-e-n-o-x-y-e-t-h-a-n-o-l it'll be on the website okay um but if it has phenoxyethanol in it that could add to the situation. If it has citrus fragrance in it, Mm -hmm. especially lime fragrance or grapefruit, uh, that can cause itching or breaking out and can also cause discoloration when you go into the sun. So you want to avoid...
2: Katrina with her limes.
1: Yeah, the limes have (laughs) a a (laughs) particular... Funny story, Uh, I was with a friend who, we were having something that had lime in the drink and she squirted the lime and the the juice went down the side of her face and her neck like on the right side. You mean you like, mean like, Trina's <laughs> like Trina's <laughs> legs
2: like Trina's legs. That's what happened to Trina.
1: and she spotted all the way down her face and, and her neck, just from the squirt of one lime. Did you do that with your legs? I do
0: yeah.
3: show Rebecca.
0: Oh my God. What okay. Happened? Show Rebecca. I'm glad nobody else can see this. Was this on
1: vacation? Yeah. Yes. So what
0: happens is I squeeze lime into my margarita, uh. and then the limes on my fingers, and I go like oh, this, and I, I wipe it on my body. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not thinking because I'm like it wet on her leg, yeah, and way, I'm like yeah. wet, and you know from the pool or whatever, and I'm like sitting there, and I just wipe, I just like brush it across my leg, mm-hmm. and then I get a citrus burn. Oh, is it common, Vicky? Yeah.
3: Very common. Yeah, yeah,
1: citrus burn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's not on her
3: leg. It's higher up. It's called <laughs> phytophotodermatitis. It's called photodermatitis.
0: Yeah. It's phyto, my, it's my, my photo. bathing suit line,
1: Yeah. Oh wow. I went like
0: you know, yeah. wet my hand across my butt.
1: Yeah, photosensitivity or photodermatitis. And, and I did it. Yeah. I get them on my leg, and, 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 it's and a I know brown the discoloration.
0: Yeah, it's basically a burn wherever my fingers, yeah. Yeah. The, the limes touched my leg. It turns yeah. into a, a burn. It's horrendous.
1: Yeah, so you want to avoid that type of thing on the side of, you know. On, <laughs> yeah, don't touch your face your neck. Don't touch your face or your neck if you're handling limes. But if you're wearing fragrance, don't put it on the side mm. of your neck. Which everyone does. Which uh, we've all been taught to do that because that's a pulse point.
0: Yeah. And
1: so you might find yourself turning brown in that area. There, it's an old, old fragrance named Shalimar. I remember And that. Sure. Yeah, heard of that. it's a lovely fragrance. It was mm-hmm. very expensive. I think Balsam it's still Peru, sold. right. Um, yeah, Isn't it was Balsam? Balsam of Peru yeah. and something else was in there. And I used to sell it when I worked at a store called May Company out sure. here in California. May Company. We had <laughs> yeah. When I was 19 and I was selling it to everybody. They loved it. And then I started seeing women coming back and I could see where the, the brown spots were on the side of their neck. And I figured out really quickly. <laughs>
3: oh my God. The company. Put it there. Yeah. Well, the company should, yeah. should be mortified because that's where people spray it. Well, yeah. then they
1: started talking about it at the company. Yeah. So the, the company's Guerlain. They're in Paris.
0: Is it a certain ingredient yeah. um, in, in the perfume that.
1: Yeah, there was Balsam of Peru. There was also oh, ba- another. Peru? It's a fragrance uh, component. Mm. And it gives a, a deep, what I call almost like a caramel or a. Mm. Um, a, a, a balsamy mm. balsam of Peru balsamy uh, base note to it it's not a lift note that you smell originally you know it's the base note that lasts forever mm. and uh, that, that can be a problem we don't use balsam of Peru in products anymore we're not supposed to
0: because of the
3: pigmentation
0: problem Yeah, be- and it's can, we a real talk, can we
3: talk about um, amazing ingredients for the neck Yes, we can. Because I'm I'm so, taking notes. I'm okay. ready.
1: Well, I love peptides for that. <gasps> okay, but peptides. Some yes. people yes, yes. react to peptides, and the stratum corneum uh, on the neck is a little bit thicker than the face, but. It also. Can you please explain to our audience what the stratum corneum is? It's that barrier that we talked about a long time ago on the podcast, like around May or June.
0: But they may and have not listened to that yes, one. But they, it's your, the they surface of your skin. Listen.
1: Yeah, it's the surface. It's the barrier of your skin. It's what keeps things out or allows certain things to get in. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps moisture in. It, it keeps... Uh, transepidermal water loss, or TEWL, what we pronounce tool, at a minimum. Mm -hmm. And the barrier on the neck is super effective at reducing water loss Mm -hmm. compared to the cheeks. Um, The dermis, which is your underlying part of your skin that uh, helps to keep away sagging and wrinkles, it is thinner than on the face, and so you're going to lose some of its components like Dr. V was just talking about collagen. Uh, you're more likely to lose certain types of collagen there that help to keep the neck um, from forming those bands mm-hmm. or forming the, the um, lines that go from the chin to the collarbone. So, in order to stimulate the collagens and uh, elastin, which is in the dermis, and it provides stretchability to the neck, and the neck is much more elastic than on the face because you're turning your neck all the time, and you're so it has to be stretchy skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's your swivel point, you know, for your head. A swivel bobblehead, bobblehead. <laughs> bobble um, so, I like peptides for that, and the best peptide that I like for that is called. Dun, and dun, dun. we're going to put this in the show notes. Yes, acetyl dipeptide one. I forget. I'm not going to write Acetyl ester. Right.
0: <laughs> I was just trying to write it, and okay. I'm like, okay, no, right. yeah, don't worry about
1: it. It'll be on the show. But how notes. in the world are
0: people supposed to find that?
1: Well, you go to Google.
0: Oh, right. Sweet and
1: trick. you enter the name of the ingredient, and then you hit image, and all the products that have that ingredient in them will pop up on Google. All the products that have do their ingredients. Do you have a product that you make there.
3: in your lab with that amazing peptide in it? I do. Can we can we can you tell me the name of it? I can't cuz I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's it's in the formulation. It's in a formulation. <gasps> oh, okay. I used it it's in but you can call
0: her later. Hmm? It's coming. It's No, she it's there. She, oh, I see, I see, I see. It's a do. formulation for is there and you can get a hold of it um, if you, you call
1: her lab.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, how do you
1: But you can't call my lab if you're if you're a consumer. Right. Only brands. Okay. And I believe it's called neck and throat cream, but I'm not sure. Okay. And I put some okay. silicones in there to make sure that it's not going to be sticky. And is there glycerin in there? I don't know. Okay. I, I developed it twelve years ago. Oh,
3: okay, Fab. And I'm Amazing. redeveloping
1: it next year. Because so there's some new ingredients in some of those I'm talking about. There's also an ingredient that is from the plant Edelweiss. And Edelweiss. I love that song. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. It comes from Switzerland.
2: Yeah, I think like I read something about that.
1: And uh, it helps to tighten sagging and gels. So it works with that part of your dermis where it, keeps the sagging away. And as you get older with all that movement, the sagging starts in, and this ingredient, the Edelweiss ingredient, it's actually an Edelweiss stem cell ingredient. Uh, So it's got callus culture in the name, C-A-L-L-U-S, which is a indicator that it's from stem cells. And then we also have monk fruit, which has a firming and filling effect. And that's specifically for the bands on the neck. And wow, it does so remarkably exciting. well. We're going to have to talk about a neck cream later, making a neck cream. Anyway, yeah. go on. I love neck creams. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do with a good neck cream, and I again, I like it thicker but not sticky, So I like to take certain essential oils and do a lymphatic drainage massage along with it. Mm-hmm. So you can take the the oils that are really good, For lymphatic drainage massage, are like lemongrass and sandalwood and myrtle and um, cypress. And there's also one called German, or I'm sorry, bourbon geranium. Hmm. It's not, it's a specific kind of geranium, but you can get all of these online. And just put a drop or two into your uh, neck cream. Mm -hmm. Rub it together and heat up the neck cream between your palms and then put it on your fingers, your fingertips, and then you can do the lymphatic drainage massage. And there are several ways to do it. There's a way to start at the back behind your jawline, behind your jawbone, and kind of press with your fingertips in just almost like pulsing motions towards the towards uh, in front of that muscle that you were calling the...
3: Um, oh, the sternocleidomastoid?
1: Right. It's that long muscle that runs from the back of your jaw to your collarbone, the center of your collarbone. Yeah. And you can massage directly in front of there. Or you can do single mm-hmm. nodes where you start behind with one finger on each side and you just kind of press and rotate towards the center of your neck or your jaw. And then you go down to that muscle we were just mentioning. I can never remember the name of it. <laughs> and you go down towards the um, clavicle or the collarbone. Now, I know you do lymphatic drainage massage too. Mm-hmm. So what do you, do you have any... To I mean to if that.
0: you want to do it yourself and you're putting cream and you want to get rid of puffiness in your neck you can definitely do a little lymphatic drainage It's barely touching your skin um, so it's a very super light light touch and you do it in the in a heartbeat with your heartbeat and you just slowly move down your lymph because lymph doesn't move on its own so it doesn't have a pump so you need to pump it and you want to go from the top of your jaw down your neck you go down to the clavicle bone, and then the trash cans where they empty are right at the edge of the two clavicle bones, right underneath, so you just pump it down and out, and that'll help kind of with a little inflammation. Do and you ever use
3: any it. instruments when you do that? Or do you, uh, you can scissors? use
0: you can use a guasha. Yeah,
3: do you use that when you do? Uh, I do
0: in my facials. What um, is that? I bet it feels so good. A guasha is just stone. a stone. Um, the guasha is actually a movement that is they call guasha. Um, it's a it's it's bringing blood circulation with the edge of something. That helps to move uh, things down and and bring blood circulation to the face. So back in old ancient Chinese times, they used to use the edge of a baby bottle lid, or some some kind of the edge of a lid on a. Uh, any kind of jar mm-hmm. that has a soft, rounded edge, and you can just use that. Um, now they, they're
2: like rose quartz. And yeah, jade I and, mean, now and, they yeah.
0: use jade and rose quartz. It's, it, it's a stone that's cold, it feels good. Um, it has a smooth edge, and when you put a little oil or cream on the face, you can use that. It's just more of a marketing fun.
2: Ha- somebody just asked tool. me <laughs> in my uh, emails that I get a listener using a guasha can it move filler around? If you've had filler put in your face, can it move it around? Uh, so If I, you the, just
3: got the filler done. Yep, sure. I think it's a timing thing. It's so a timing thing. when you get yeah. filler for one to two weeks, you really should just leave your face alone. Yes. After that, it's perfectly that fine. That makes sense. You're really not moving filler around with the gua sha Guasha. after that. That's like really you don't really want to get a facial right
0: after you yeah. get um, Botox or filler either because yeah. you don't want us moving it around. So right. same with gua sha. You just, you know, one,
3: once the filler is settled, then, then you, you can, can do can, anything. But yeah. that's a great tip, Julie. I'm going to put that on my post-care instructions at my office. Are you? Because people are using more... Yes, they are. Uh, the gouache. And, and the bodies, little rollers. and it's yeah. great. Um, I'm going to include I that. I found
2: the product uh, right. I've that got was it, making me break out. And it's not SkinMedica. No. It isn't. IS. In oh, it's clinical. clinical. IS. It's IS clinical. IS clinical net yeah.
1: perfect complex. It has uh, natural AHAs in it. And it also has the phenoxyethanol I was talking about. And it is a gel.
2: So I used it on so, my neck and my chest, and broke out from it. Yeah, I, I can imagine what's in there that would do the that? the
1: phenoxyethanol. and it also has fragrance. So I don't know what kind of fragrance. It also has citrus, lemon, and orange. I don't
2: you think that I should be able to return that?
1: Yes, if you broke a, out, if you, you tell them you tell him had an allergic yeah, reaction, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, did, you, did you take pictures of your breakout? Yeah. Oh. Julie, hey everybody! Yeah,
1: now the guasha. Yes, you can get online, can't you?
3: Yes. Okay. It's
1: a movement.
0: If you look online, you find how you uh, do, and use and a guasha. You can use anything with a soft edge, so you don't have to buy a guasha stone that they're selling. But it's an easy tool to hold, and it's easy That's to clean, so you can. But so I just um, also, wanted to
1: add some tips.
0: Okay. Um, okay. I just wanted to let you guys know um, as an audience, as soon, we're going to wrap this uh, uh, episode up in just a little bit, but we will do a deep dive into neck ingredients um, on an f- episode soon. And coming up in about uh, a couple more episodes, we're going to have a couple plastic surgeons on that we will also touch on some neck situations with them as well. So we will be talking more about mm-hmm. the neck. It is a big subject. We're it dive is people's. Deeper. It's a, yeah, we're going to yeah. definitely dive deeper. So this
1: was like a little right. teaser for that. Because we haven't talked about niacinamide, which is one of my favorite ingredients for the neck. And which also we've talked retinol. about in the past. Right. On our... So when we talk do the deep dive on the neck ingredients, I'll talk about those a little bit more deeply. Perfect. So
3: okay, This is just a teaser to the deep dive. I love teaser it. <laughs> to deep dive. So, and to our plastic surgeon yes, talks, yeah. too.
1: So. so I wanted to talk about single pillows for the neck, because if you have doubled up on your pillows, you're going to be promoting creases in your neck. Unless you're
0: using a neck pillow, which I was going to say there's also the neck. neck pillows that there's you can get There's a company I love called Spry, S P R Y. I use it in my facial room. It's a neck pillow that I use for people to help them get it just helps you straighten out your neck. So you can use it when you sleep on behind your pillow too. So uh-huh. you're not people scrunch up when they sleep and it it actually holds your neck into a position where you can back sleep without turning from being uncomfortable because it supports the neck and it keeps you from wrinkling up your neck, which yeah, is really nice. Which is great. So a
1: neck pillow. So, but you're
0: right, doubling up on pillows where you're scrunched up even more. Is, oh, yeah. My I sleep on five on pillows. My husband sleeps on
1: three pillows. You sleep on five. I
0: sleep on five, but I'm sleeping like I just should get an angled bed. Yeah, because you're like Sleeping in like a lounge. Yeah, yeah. So my neck's still in a good position. I'm just sleeping.
1: <laughs> Like and you this. get up straight so you don't bend your neck. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I feel
0: like if you back sleep, it gravity pulls your face back. It's like an instant facelift 8 hours a day, 365 days a year all your life. You'll wrinkle less if you're not smashing your face in your on the side sleepers or the face
1: sleepers. So
0: That's an interesting story.
1: There's a a good reason to sleep on your side, especially your right side, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) It's it's an interesting story. I haven't
0: had any filler.
1: (laughs) So the reason, by the way, we want to do lymphatic drainage massage is because the neck starts to puff up And then we can get more wrinkles that way. I I
0: do it a lot in facials. When I notice people's necks need it, Mm -hmm. I just do it without even telling them. I just kind of do it in the facial. So um
3: what about any exercises to like you know strengthen the? yeah people say neck yoga tremor. and tightening
1: yeah, yeah. and i, I don't, don't know like how that much that actually it, works it makes your muscles move and that causes the lines to form. <laughs> yeah I'm so not sure. i've never been a big one on facial exercises
0: people ask me that and i say i have no idea it's well out of what are my... some
1: of the most used muscles of your body besides your heart your face your muscles jaw. your neck muscles your jaw muscles. Yes. What so, do you say
3: to people, Vicky, about that? Nobody ever asks me about that. The facial yeah. exercises? Nobody ever asks me. I don't know anything that's about crazy. them either. I, took, yeah. I don't know anything. I I don't think that they probably do much. But again, if people kind of Like think if people fun, did this
0: all the time, I'm gonna do a facial exercise. She's <laughs>
3: Like, is that gonna do anything? The, I feel like for you. that's gonna down. Yeah. make your platysmal yeah. muscle stronger, thicker, fatter, less elegant, yeah. less sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah. one no, other kind of cute. One other cute thing I will just add a tidbit for the neck with Botox. You know, we'll do those bands, those platysmal bands, which will flatten it really nicely. But sometimes we'll also thin the neck line out a little bit. If people have very, very, very thick high traps, you can sort of. Flatten the trap down, trapezius muscle, with Botox so that the neck looks longer, elongated, more elegant versus Ooh. a trap. And then a short neck, you can make the trap flatter and thinner and the neck looks beautiful like a swan. Oh, Ooh, in Pilates like we do wow. that. We yeah. practice with that in yeah. Pilates. Yeah, That sounds so, lovely.
1: So in ranking what we've talked about, because we've talked about everything right now, Mm-hmm. We wanna start at a young age, especially if you're letting your kids use the phone at 10. <laughs> you know, you wanna start at a young age with a neck cream. Always wear sunscreen on the front and the back of your neck. Then when you get older, you kinda of graduate to a stronger neck cream, but it's never gonna be what you're gonna get with a procedure for corrective or for plastic surgery for corrective and after you've had those procedures use a neck cream to prolong the procedure and maintain yeah. and maintain the effects as long yes. as you can and
0: don't just think a neck cream is going to fix your neck it it takes it's, some other things along with it it can take 12 it. months i mean to you can you can use neck yeah. cream as a preventative when you're in your late 20s 30s and start using it right, as preventative right. but you can't start in your 40s and 50s thinking that a neck cream is going to fix completely take the wrinkles away in your neck that it never will it never
1: will so that's when you visit dr vicky or her peers
0: Yeah. So, um, so cool. I think we've touched on everything today and we're going to continue to talk about the neck. So come back and see us for a deep dive into the neck. And when we have a couple of our doctors on coming up, we'll also put it in the title so that, you know, we're talking about the neck again. So you can look for those in our um, descriptions in
1: our titles as well. And I want to make it clear that the jowls, the neck and the decolletage or the upper chest are usually covered all at the same time, but they are three distinct areas of the body, and so we are going to do a show on each one of them. Yeah, so one we'll thing talk we about didn't
2: mention and, really fast before we sign off is to stay away from retinols on your neck, right, Doctor Vicki? Uh, didn't you
3: say the that? neck can be much more sensitive than the face. The face just has a lot more sebaceous glands, so you can usually tolerate things like retinol, retin A better on your face but you can use it you just got to go can. slow uh-huh. when i start right. people on retin-a i say please avoid your neck completely but retinol which is the weak over-the-counter cousin you, you can, can use go slow okay. once I or thought, twice I a week we to start said that okay yeah yeah like, like a half a percent
1: too. retinol or something maybe it's in a liposome to slow the delivery or something like uh-huh.
0: that okay I mean, in facials, I tell people to avoid their neck with exfoliation and um, things Much like that because area. Yeah. because they do tend to, when they're using it um, on their neck, they come back and they're like, why is my neck all crepey and dry and weird? And, you know, it's usually because they've been using some aggressive exfoliator that they're using on their face, their glycolics, their retinase, the things like that. So I'll just be like, you know what? treat this with cream and serums and um, peptides and growth factors, but like just try and avoid exfoliating that area. Like it's, you know, across the board, you don't know what people are using for their exfoliation. So you can't say it's safe unless you're giving it to them and you're like, this one is very mild, you know, so that's what I tell people. So, um, we are going to leave you all now, but we will be back soon with another episode on Next. And um, thanks for joining us today. And everybody have a beautiful rest of your day. And Thank you. And Enjoy your, your weekend. Yes.
2: Goodbye, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you facially conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at infofaciallyconscious.com. At